let's go. All right, we are back and better than ever. Thanks for bearing with me as I have been on vacation the last couple of weeks, just taking some much needed time off. Back with some energy. I'm very, very happy uh, that you were all so patient with me. But uh, thank you for the for the willingness to to bear with the podcast as I've been off. And uh, yeah, welcome back. I hope you guys are doing well as we are almost to summer. My goodness, it's been gorgeous here in the Midwest. We Yeah, we've had some rain as we're supposed to uh, get from time to time, but wow, has the weather been phenomenal. And, you know, uh, this is something that you guys will be hearing this. It'll only have been a few days since I got back, but uh, I just got back from a trip with my dad. We went to the northern uh, northern part of Michigan, the Upper Peninsula. For those who are not unaware, Michigan has two peninsulas. And we went to the Upper Peninsula, which is very much like northern Wisconsin, northern Minnesota, Canada. It's, that's the type of terrain. Very, uh, very forested. Uh, a lot of a lot of elevation changes, a lot of rock, um, and just different than the Lower Peninsula, but vastly different from where I live. And it, it's one of my favorite places to go. And to be able to do that with my own father uh, truly is a blessing. Uh, it's a trip that I'll remember probably for the rest of my life, um, only because of just the memories that we made, uh, the pictures that we we had, but just a lot of the laughter. My, you've listened to my dad; he's been on the show. He he's a goofball. Uh, he is he is such a, a great father, great person, such a person of integrity. But his sense of humor bleeds into every uh, part of his life, and you know this is something that. Uh, for me, you know, as I'm recording this, he's he's away again, having some adventures, and I, I'm so so grateful uh, for my parents. And th- this is dedicated. This episode is dedicated to them. Uh, right now, my mom, she is with a friend traveling and taking her to some places that she's always wanted to go. So my mom's been traveling down to Mississippi and all the states in between. And my dad and I again, we just got back from from Michigan. And now he went to visit his brother, my uncle, uh, in Cleveland, uh, Cleveland, Ohio, in the suburbs there. And, you know, they're, they're both away. And it was something, you know, as an only child, I, I had all my parents' attention growing up. I never had to share it. And so that made uh, for some rough transitions when I got to college and I had to learn, you know, how to be selfless for the first time in my life. And in many ways, I'm still learning that because I still have my parents' uh, full and utmost attention uh, when I when I need their assistance, need their help with something, just need to talk, and you know, there, there's something it's 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 rather unique that has not ever happened to me, is that my parents were both out of town this week. I was watching the house and watching their 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 cat, but they were out of town separately, and it was really weird. That's never happened before, and I, I thought that you know, as as, as somebody who again is only child, my parents have a very strong marriage. It was is something that I never experienced because because they're always together when they're out of town. They're they're each other's best friend, so they'd have no need to go out of town and be in different locations, right? And I was thinking, well, my mom's in at the time. And I was thinking about this. She's in Bowling Green, Kentucky. My dad's in Cleveland. And I hear I'm here in Jackson, Michigan, right? And <laughs> I, I thought to myself, is this how people, you know, adult children? Of of their parents who you know who are divorced, or separated, what have you, is this how they must feel? Just checking in with mom, checking in with dad, just to see how they are. But they're in completely different places. You don't know what they're doing, and they don't know what each other are doing. Well, well, of course that's what it's like. And that was very strange to me, and it just it just hit me in the last few days of how blessed I truly am in many ways, taking things for granted, uh, because I think even adult children um, who who look at their parents if they've had a great great relationship with them, they're always going to be their parents, right? They're always going to 
be there to instill values, always to be, always to teach, always a, always a, a, a not a crutch, but uh, a safety net, so to speak, in a way. And that doesn't mean your baby doesn't mean that you're spoiled or coddled or enabled. It's just that there's always a special bond there. Like they never stop being your parents. You never stop being their kid. And, and it's funny, even at 28, how both my mom and dad still you know, try to teach me things. And I, and I need to be teachable. I need to be humble. There, there's something I always can learn. But it, there's always that that parental eye. And it, it's endearing. It really is. Because as parents, I'm speaking to parents out there, when you instill things into your children at such a young age, you pray for them, you fast over them, you read scripture over them, you, you pour out your heart, you take them to church, there are always going to be times where kids are immature, they're going to you know, go, go away from a little bit, maybe from the intended path. But you know, Proverbs talks about you know, training up a child in the way they should go and they shall not depart from it. Uh, and we, we, see, we see examples, of course, of of kids who raised in the church who leave the church and had great parents they, and and even the kids would say they had great parents they just don't like the system anymore and and for a lot of a lot of reasons I can understand that I can empathize with the system and having issues with it for so for me I, I think give, holding on to hope I, I just want to say giving giving hope to the parents who maybe here whose kids maybe forsaken the ways of the church and the ways of Christ uh, that doesn't mean they're going to be uh, away from that path forever. Remind, remember that because when they're older, depending on how old they are, um, things might become more clear to them. And, and that's where I, I have been at the last you know, couple of years. I, I've had a lot of change go on in my life here in the last a couple of years, and it's it's been stuff that I didn't want to have happen. It's been stuff that I didn't even know I wanted uh, to have happen. You know, this this old pastoral gig, and you know, starting this podcast has been in response to what really has happened in my life, the way that God has has completely changed my life. And I'm still far from perfect, still a sinner, still in need of God's grace daily. That doesn't change that. But what it has changed is is that there has been a clearing of the mind in a sense of what's truly important and what is what is not, uh, what I want to spend my time doing and and, and not. You know, t- less time away from media and more time with family, real conversations, um, more reading of books, stuff like that. And I don't know. I don't know. Th- this last couple of years has been fascinating to to walk through. You've seen the cultural battles. You've seen, the, you know, any anytime there's a, a presidential election that throws the culture into chaos. And it's interesting to see how Christians respond to that here in America. But our culture has has changed a lot. There's been a lot of abandoning of the the Judeo-Christian moral virtues that our culture has pretty much you know, agreed upon for the vast majority of our, our time here in the United States. And in the last probably decade, those have all been thrown away uh, for the most part. There, it would, as Abdu Murray in his book talks about um, the idea of saving truth, his book Saving Truth, talks about this post-truth culture um, that we're in. And I've talked about it before, this, the idea of this postmodern world that we live in, where we used to live in, rather, where if you were, you were, you were swimming in a current is how Abdu Murray describes it. So you're in a river, you're caught in a current, and you're going to want to swim to this solid ground. Well, in a post-truth culture, of course, you're going to be in a current. You're going to be lost. You're going to be trying to figure out. But, but, but truth is still somewhat out there. You just don't know where it's at. But a post-truth culture doesn't even say that truth's knowable. So it's kind of like you're you're stuck in a current. You're going down this river, 
and you're trying to find a shore, but you look to the shore, and the shore is also moving with you, so it's a constantly moving target. So it's this idea that it's a futile attempt to find truth. And how does this connect to my parents? Well, the, all the things that my parents had taught me growing up, it, it, it seems to be coming true from the things of what, what's the importance of the friendships that you guard? What about integrity? Who are you going to be? What is that discipline going to do in your life? What is important versus what's, what isn't important? And for anyone, if you're a millennial listening to this, look about your interests. Like how, how much, how many video games, how much TV, how many movies, how many sports did you just love to dominate your life? For those who know me well, they know my life pretty much revolved around NASCAR. That was my favorite sport. And that was it. There was, there was no, there was no, more, no less to, to it than that. And I, I remember, uh, saying to myself, like, if, if I can't, if I like my favorite driver crashes, or if I don't get my own way, like my whole day's ruined. And like, I look back and it's like, how sad, how immature, but that's how, you know, you are as a kid. And, and, and I had to apologize to my parents that I just like, I wish I would have gotten it. You know, I wish I would have gotten what their points were, but I, I want to say thank you to mom and dad, because, they do what parents do. They endure their child's thick-headedness, their buffoonery, uh, their brattiness, as I still get called a brat all the time for my mom, because I know how to push her buttons, and sometimes I do it on purpose. But, but I don't know. I, I, I look at the role of parents now in the daily lives of their children, and it looks like half the battle is, is does a parent view their child as an inconvenience or a blessing? It really is going to separate pretty much any parent from another. Now, there's going to be, I, I, that's a very blanket statement. I understand that. However, you can see the parents through their actions that they basically view their kids as an inconvenience. You know, they didn't want to, you didn't want to give uh, up your kid to adoption. They didn't have an abortion. So they had their kid, but it's kind of like, man, I really wish I didn't have this kid. And you, and they, not that they would ever admit that out loud, but you can see it in how they act. And you could see how the, the parents who who are on the opposite end, they view their kids as a blessing. This does not mean that parenting strategies, this does not mean that that, every, that those two camps don't have uh, don't have good intentions. That doesn't mean they don't make mistakes in either camp, but, you, but that motive separates parents. And you can see that in the product of their kids for the most part. And for me, I'm so grateful I had parents that, that cared, that, that, viewed, that viewed their progeny as a gift from God because of their investment. Listen, if I turned out bad as somebody who, and, and I'm not saying, again, I'm not, this is not a prideful statement. I'm saying if I went off the deep end, and we all know what I think what that means. I think we have a mutual understanding. It would, I would have no one to blame. I couldn't, I couldn't victimize myself in any case. I was given everything and I wasted it, squandered it just like the prodigal son. That would be my story because my parents are amazing people. And if you have parents or grandparents or a parental figure in your life, you know what I'm talking about when that appreciation, that unconditional love, that patient endurance to forbear with you through things, to struggle when you discipline and then the kid complains. It's like someday you'll understand. And I feel like at 28, you know, after a couple of these last few years, my, uh, my frontal cortex, you know, that I do, I swear that that is, that's a true thing. Of, of things becoming clear. It's like you were, you were looking with like 20, 30 vision at something. It's like, I can kind of make it out, but I'm not quite there yet. And the last couple of years, have, things have just solidified of saying, oh, I, I, I have that conviction. Or, oh, that, well, this, this way of, of thought or way of life makes sense to me. So I hope this helps. I, I don't, this is just a tribute to my parents that I, I'm so thankful to you, Mom and Dad, Scott and Julie Crable. Uh, for 
your patient endurance, for your forbearance, for your love, for your kindness, for your sense of humor, for your discipline, for the times that you got righteously angry at a stupid decision I made and disciplined me for it. I love you guys. Love you both unconditionally in return. And for any parents out there, they haven't had that that moment yet where their kid is self-aware and they realize what you've done, hang in there. Because I believe that day is coming. I, I truly do. It might take longer than what you may like, but I, I truly believe you invest in your children, you pray over them, they will not turn from it. It might take a long time if they have forsaken it, but they certainly won't be able to, to blame you or hold you to account. I've seen the, the power of a grandparent's or, or a parent's love for their child endure and penetrate any barrier that gets put up. I've seen it happen. So hang in there, everyone. Tribute to parents. Love you all. May God bless you. May God keep you.